All right, and welcome back to the Middle of the Park podcast. I'm your host, Grady Hubbard, and along with me, as always, my co-host, Liam Furbley. Grady, what is up? It's been an insane first week of the Euros. We got a lot of shit to talk about. Yes, we do. Match day one is finally over. Mm-hmm. The time you're hearing this, match day two will be on and firing mm-hmm. with the likes mm-hmm. of Turkey and Wales, Italy, Switzerland. Those games are coming up as you're listening to this. Or maybe they already happened. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, it's, but, this is, it's been crazy. And we're going to, we have like, this is only the first week too, which is insane. We still have like 20 more days of this. Yeah. Um, but match day one's over. Pretty exciting first week, not going to lie. Um, I mean, we might as well just get right into it, into this first match, Turkey versus mm-hmm. Italy. Um, 3-0, Italy wins in the opening opening match. I feel like this set the tone for a lot of these games. You know what I mean? Just like yeah. an absolutely dominant possession side versus a side that just looks outmatched, outclassed. And like, I was pegging Turkey to be a dark horse at the beginning of this tournament. And I still think they will be. I still think they're yeah. good. But this was not that match. Yeah, Italy just completely dominated this game. I mean, they had the youth, but they had the experience too. They were just mm-hmm. in complete control. And it was like, and I think this is true too, is like, Italy had all their goals in the second half, so it was because Italy were kind of wasting chances in the first half. Yeah, and then it was like, and they just, I I love the Italy system too. Like their fullbacks might as well have been wingers the entire game. Yeah, because Turkey was not attacking. I mean, with like thirty-seven-year-old Barakio Maz up top, like I love him, but he the one thing he cannot do is run, and it was just Italy like exploited that this game. Yeah, it's just. Uh... Yeah, Italy just ran it. Um, I mean, there's not much. I mean, that's all you can really say. Uh, you're, we're gonna say. I think. I think we're gonna say that a lot, honestly. Until like the knockout stages, I feel like we're gonna be talking a lot about how one team just ran it, and either the other team nicked a result, or the other team just got dominated, or it ended nil nil. Like, I feel like yeah, there's, say, there's gonna be a lot of defending. Yeah, I'd say there were, there was a lot of dominant performances um, in match day one. Um, but, you know, that's what some groups get. Um, I mean, there were some dominant performances, and then there were some really close performances, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, another dominant one, Belgium versus Russia. Um, Belgium win, again, 3-0. <laughs> um, I mean, Russia just didn't have – they're just not the same team from the World Cup. Yeah, and they're just like – I think they, they only have one way of playing, and it, it definitely just was not going to work against Belgium. And Belgium were just, I think like in this case I think Belgium were just too good. I mean Lukaku with two goals. He is insane, honestly. Yeah. He's yeah. just like he was bullying those Russian center backs. Russia had no answer. It was just it was one way traffic the entire game, honestly. And this is like a depleted Belgium side too with no De Bruyne. Eden Hazard is not who he used to be. It's this is it's yeah, he came on in like the seventieth minute or something. Mm-hmm. Well it's crazy too because his brother it's like Imagine saying three years, yeah, like Torgan Hazard is going to start over Eden in yeah. in a in a Euro game. Like it's it's crazy, but I mean, Belgium still looks so strong, which is it's it's insane to me. I mean, they're, they're the world number one. They're ranked mm-hmm. number one in the world. That's so true, I mean, and, and they showed why. Yeah, and I and it, I also like, and we look at the Italy game too. It's like the home field advantage is really interesting. Yeah. This year, like, I mean, like, Italy had, we're in the Stadio Olimpico, and they just, they had the fans behind them, and then Turkey just couldn't handle it. And then in this case, it was like, I felt like St. Petersburg was just quieted by, because um, Belgium scored kind of quick. 
and they were just like depleted and you could feel it and that's like it was just yeah Lukaku silenced that crowd for sure Mm -hmm. and I mean talking about home field advantages England Croatia another dominant performance pretty much although in Croatia just their midfield got outclassed even with that insanely good midfield yeah, this game, this one game was interesting, but honestly, it was it was a little bit of a sleeper. I think it had like the, I think everybody was like expecting it to be a banger match, like they did in the semifinal. Um, but it was it was a little bit of a sleeper. I'm not gonna lie. Um, England dominated a little bit. Croatia did they did they had their chances, but probably not not as much as England. Um, but I mean, one nil at Wembley, and it took them. I mean, it took them. They scored in the second half, like fiftieth mm-hmm. minute, sixtieth yeah. minute in the second half. Um, I mean, they had the chances. Phil Foden hit the post. Um, Sterling missed a, a couple shots. Um, I still think one nil. That's that's a poor result from England. I'm gonna be honest. Really, I mean, I think is this game was really interesting to me, like tactically. Like, England played – like, Calvin Phillips was, like, might as well have been a second striker the way he was running up. And Mason Mount was man-marking Modric. Like, it was, it was really interesting the way he did it. I, I would have yeah. loved to have seen Grealish in this game. Yeah. That would have been fun. Or Jane Sancho, too. I think Raheem Sterling had a pretty good game. Yeah. He got but his he, goal. he he missed a couple chances, but his defending was really good. And, I, I mean, like, first game of the tournament, a lot of teams play, like, kind of tragic. I think England look at that and are happy with the 1-0. Oh, I hundred percent agree. But I mean, You're for the for the, for the for the firepower that England has, um, I think they should have done better. Yeah, be I, I I can I can see that. I think if they're going to grow into it. I I, I think yeah. that's the I think England are kind of just like, it's like showing how fairly easily, even playing not the best, they handled Croatia, who is the best team in their group. I think England kind of just. I think they're gonna take. They're gonna try new things. They're gonna take it easier in the group, and then when they finally find what sticks, whether it is like Sterling and Rashford up top, or it's Grealish, and or like, and then Calvin Phillips running up, or if Henderson's gonna get a look in there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they have so many options that I feel like by the round of sixteen, if they can get it clicking, this team can yeah. be dirty. I agree. And yeah, I mean, that's that's what I'm excited about. I I picked England, and I I feel, I'm not feeling you any said worse. It's coming home. That way. I said it's coming home, and I'm not feeling any worse. All right, and I mean, a team that should feel worse, even if they won, Netherlands, Ukraine, three two. Okay, hold on. I think we, I don't okay, think I'll let you worse. talk. I'll let I'll, I'll let be you honest. Talk. I'll let you talk. We're playing at home. We 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 bottled two zero lead. There's no there's no question about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I feel like we probably should, we should have scored some goals maybe in the first half. Dumfries missed a sitter by a mile, mm-hmm. but he redeemed himself in the end. Um, but knows Ukraine three two. I mean, I'm happy with the result. We got we got the dub. We got the three points. Um, I mean, I think that just shows like the youth and the inexperience in the Dutch team, mm-hmm. and maybe maybe and maybe it's not the youth, but it's just the chemistry or something. Um, maybe no Van Dyke. Um, I think No Van Dyke and uh, I think the set piece goal isn't scored. I'll be honest, mm-hmm. um, but we look lethal on the counter attack, but our build up is 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 a little sketchy and a little suspect. Um, mm-hmm. We, I mean, Ukraine's a decent team. I think we'll fare better in the, 
Well, I mean, we play Austria next, so that's all, that's also might be a little sketchy. <laughs> we'll talk um, about that. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, but the possessing the ball seems to be an issue at the moment. But on the counterattack, we look lethal. I'll be honest. And that's 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 true with a lot of teams. That yeah. And it's like this is what we're gonna see a lot of. Like Netherlands, they can. I think it's. I don't fully trust them, mostly because of Frank de Boer. I just don't like. Like I think Netherlands won because the players stepped up when they needed to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I wasn't confident with any of the subs that he made or like the the tactical moves that he was making. The yeah. their their build up was like yeah I, I don't I wasn't in love with their build up and that's like kind of what happens when you have Depay up top. Depay is just lethal in my counter, which is that's what makes it really fun. Is like it's a fluid front four, like a fluid like five with like Dumfries coming in, and then there's like. There's so many like movement and creativity in that with like speed and technicality. But then when you're like against a low block, like if, if Netherlands was playing Sweden, I think that could have just that could have easily. I think Sweden could have handled that like attack. Yeah, we don't really have like a pure striker. We have mm-hmm. like pacey, like we have the wingers, like we have Van Anhol and Dumfries. Um, but we don't have like like I mean you could say like you could tell hey Memphis Depay go go and post up there, but it's like. He's gonna get bodied. That's not what he does. That's like, not what he does. That's not his yeah, game. Yeah, like, you like, can't force him to do that. I mean, and, we have the the big, tall, white dude, big um, horse, white horse. Yeah, um, who got on the score sheet. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a we're working with what we got. I'll be honest. Yeah, and I think they they can be strong for sure. I'm just yeah. interested, like against like a. I think it's a cop out to say France, but like any team that plays kind of like a fast counterattacking against that Netherlands team that can't really like, I don't know how they would cope with a fast back, like a fast attack, or even just like a smart build up. I don't know. I just I think Netherlands they 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 got the win and they showed they showed a lot of resolve. I'll give them that. They like yeah. giving up two goals late like that at home with the crowd just absolutely depressed, and then getting it back and winning, and then and then they they really they showed like professional like professional attitude at the end too and they just held on to the ball until the very end and like the midfield like uh, i can say what i will about the defense or the attack but that midfield is beautiful with wijnaldum and de Jong. yeah and it's, it's just... yeah i'd say it's a lot more attacking than defending mm-hmm. which can mm-hmm. definitely leave some holes when you got a really old daily blend uh back there uh, and then yeah i think this is it's a it's like a wild card team i could yeah. i could easily see Netherlands losing to north macedonia and austria and then getting out, and then getting up in third place. But I also could see them dominating the next two games. Like it's just, yeah. It's, yeah. I don't know. It's it's a really fun team to watch, though. Like keep an eye on this Netherlands team. I agree. For the for the drama, for the attacking, for the defending, everything. Yeah. And if if there's any team you shouldn't watch, I speak from strong experience. It's Sweden. Nil nil against Spain. 15% of the ball. It's the lowest amount of possession yeah. any team has ever had in the Euros. Yeah, it was... Uh, they got dominated, but... I want your perspective as, like, an outsider. What you're, like, looking at the Sweden team and thinking. And then I'll, and I'll tell you what I'm feeling right now. Um, I mean, you've been... You've been um, I feel like you're going <laughs> to go at me right now, but you've been talking about him almost every podcast. And then he showed up, but... He could have been a little more clinical. Alexander Izak was doing his thing in this game. Um, but, I mean, when I see, like, uh, 
Forsberg running on a counterattack, and it's him and Isaac, and there's like six Spanish <laughs> players swarming them. I'm like, dude, you might as well just get back and try to defend again. Like, just get ready for the next Spanish attack. Like, you're not you're not going to do anything. <laughs> um, but I mean, they held on. Their your goalkeeper was on like pure crack, yeah. so that helped. Um, Um, I just Morata just wasn't clinical. Torres wasn't clinical. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I feel like the Spanish the Spanish team is good, but it's also like it just it's not. They're okay, like they're so good at passing. It's insane. Yeah. Like like if we're gonna talk about like the port like Portugal later, but like Spain can just pass like crazy like their their build-up play was so nice it was so intricate like sweet especially like in the first half i'll I'll take it like half by half like the first half sweden were just ragged they were getting torn like it was torn apart it was pedri and and roger was running up and the midfield was just so like dynamic and like yeah and jordi alba was was, like a massive threat and they were just running it was like it was like i think the commentator said it was like chasing shadows because sweden just had no chance like even with like eight people behind the ball they had no chance keeping up with those people, and it was, and it was, they were let down by the finishing. It should have been two nil halftime. Morata should have put one away. Danny Almo had a really good header, and it was just like, and yeah. and you could, you felt like Spain had to walk the ball into the goal for them to score, and they, yeah. they just couldn't. I I saw a lot of things on on social media, and it's just like, Morata's a fraud. We we miss Torres. We miss David Villa, mm-hmm. and it's like. I, I agree with that, like, honestly, a lot, because, like, Morata is definitely, like, he's a he's a striker, and he puts goals in the back of the net, no doubt, but he, I just don't think he's as clinical and as reliable as the previous um, Spanish mm-hmm. forwards. And, like, I, 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 I think it's tough, cause, because they, on the bench, they have a guy who scored 30 goals in the season, and it's insane that they, they're not playing him, but I think it's because Morata's really good at, like, like another thing, Spain were insane in, especially in the first half, was their pressing. They're like that's that's some of the best pressing I've ever seen in a team. Like they were yeah. just swarm. Like every single time, like the very yeah. little amount of times that Sweden got the ball, they had to kick it instantly because they would just get swarmed by like five players. And it was just yeah. like it was suffocating to watch. It was, it was honestly just like stressful and suffocating that first half. Just how well, and that's what Morata did so well. He like he's good at build up. He's very technical. He's a good passer, but it's just like. It, it, you're, you, but in the end, you're right because like he's there to score goals. He's not there to make a build-up play, and he, he like he does so well. I mean, he made those two shots that he had was because he pressed, and like he created them for himself, but then he just couldn't finish them. And it's like that. That's that's what kind of sucks. But they got a guy on the back. They have to play Gerard Moreno next game. I feel like they, Spain has to, to just to see what happens. And if he doesn't do well, then I think Spain have a massive issue. But Looking at the Sweden side, let me just, you know, I, you know, I'm gonna say it. I think Sweden are going far. In this competition. <laughs> like, okay, you look at the stats, you look at the score line, you you just think Sweden playing Sweden's playing a four four two. They're kicking the ball up every single chance they get. They're praying, but honestly, yeah, I think Sweden were the better team in the second half. I mean, and they, like, they had some close chances. I'm not gonna. They lie. were. They had the best chance of the game. Alexander Izak. I think lived up to everything I've said about him. He was insane in that game. He was like there were there was a couple moments in the box where he was ooh, some good footwork. It was that when he set up that Marcus Berg sitter howling yeah. miss. 
it, he's just like he they go it's a really nice counter it's a really good play from all the three of them Pushberg, berg and uh Izak. and then he's like he like looks in front of him and he's like i'm stuck he turns around and then he just beats them all and makes the most beautiful pass yeah. and he misses it and, it, and the ball was bouncing so i'm not gonna i'm yeah. not gonna hit him too bad about it but like but Izak, he's 21 we're missing kulusevsky which really hurts he has covid and that's another like creative attacking finisher that we could really use. But I'm just I'm looking at the Sweden team and the way they played against Spain, they held the point, which is what we needed. We I, we didn't need three points in this game, so I'm happy that we just had the one. We can beat Slovakia on Friday, and we can beat po- like Poland. Oh my goodness, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm gonna say. Like if Spain can build up but can't finish, Poland can't build up, and can't finish either because Lewandowski just can't play for this Poland team right now and like I say that now and now Poland's oh, and then Lewandowski's going for a hat trick against Sweden but like I'm I'm really I'm really feeling good I think Sweden could get top of the group okay that's, that's, yeah, that's bold yeah I mean I just want to go back to one thing like we were talking you were saying how how well the Spanish team were pressing mm-hmm. um, and like this is no offense to Sweden but they they had very <laughs> few opportunities on the counter um I mean, like, Spain Spain were pressing, like I said earlier, like, Forsberg getting swarmed by six players. Mm-hmm. And that's great that they can recover so quickly. But can they do that for 90 minutes against a stronger team maybe in the next, like, the round of 16? Like, if they if they just, like, any team well, if, that, if they get that can, like, hold the ball. Yeah. If, if Spain and... match up against any team that can hold the ball, can they, can they consistently swarm and press? Because I don't think they can. And like, um, and, and I mean, like it shows because Sweden had those opportunities where they should have mm-hmm. scored. They almost mm-hmm. scored. Um, so I mean, Spain's definitely got some flaws. Yeah, like if Sweden can hold Spain back and also look at least somewhat threatening at times, which it doesn't really sound like a compliment, but like if they can do that, then imagine what some faster, like even Germany, if G- Germany can defend better if they wanted to than Sweden, yeah. obviously. And then they can like break so much better. So like Spain and Spain, part of their amazing pressing was just because Sweden was so far back. So Spain could have their entire team. Like, like, it was just like, it might've all just been the half field. They were only playing half of the field. That's, that's how tight it was. So it was like, I think let's just say that Spain doesn't come out good in this game. And uh, I, I think they, they all, I still think they get out of the group because I don't think Slovakia or Poland can defend as well as them, but in the round of 16, in the quarterfinals, if they come up against a Portugal who can defend, a, a France who can defend and break, even, like, an England who would like to play on the counter, too, I think that it could get dirty. It could get, like, scary. And I think, like, if one of these dark horses, we're talking about, like, Turkey as a dark horse, or even Ukraine if they get out of the group, or, or look at Czech Republic and what they did to Scotland and how they have a chance to go second or even maybe first if they get a result against England, like they're going to look at that Spain game and think like, this is the the game that we can win and build off yeah. of to get further in the tournament. And that's like, I feel like this is my prediction for the, for the tournament that if, if there is a dark horse that makes like a semifinal run, like Wales did last time, I think they're going to, they, they're going to beat Spain in that, in that run to the semifinal. I, I completely agree. There you go. That's my incredibly specific, odd, oddly specific <laughs> prediction for the rest of the tournament. <laughs> But you want to talk about the game that happened today? Yeah, last game um, of match day one that we're going to talk about. France versus Germany, 1-0. Um, own goal by Matt Hummels. 
Um, I mean, honestly, just a great game. Um, back and forth. Um, really wish that Kylian Mbappe goal st- stood. That was so beautiful. Dis- disgusting. Oh, my Absolutely God. Absolutely disgusting. Um, I mean, Germany looked threatening, threatening but, I mean, just, just not enough. Honestly, yeah, France uh, were the better team. You can't deny yeah. that. I think yeah. Germany, when they were better, it was kind of like because France was letting them be better. France was happy where they were, and it was like the I'd say the early second half when they were started swarming them when they had a little bit of energy after halftime, and it just France always looked like they were gonna score, and they they did twice, but they were just slightly offside. Yeah, and like and that's that's what brings up another thing. Like first match that we said VAR was gonna be bad. But VAR, I think VAR has been really good so far. There's been a, there's a, been a couple, I think, in, like, the Portugal game, that penalty was a little weak, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, VAR hasn't played a huge impact so far. But, I mean, on some pretty clear offside ones, um, yeah. I think it's been I think it's been good so far, at least. Yeah. So far. And I think this France, this France game was a perfect example of how VAR was good. Because, like yeah. – both of them were on, like called onside in the game, and then they both got chalked off, rightfully so. And it's just like Benzema got his goal, but it was chalked offside. But I think France were the better team, and they're they're gonna look they look just as much of the favorites as we thought they were. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pogba and Conte just running the midfield. And Pogba was. I wish Pogba, Pogba played like that for we, I just completely forgot drama. He got bit by. <laughs> Rudiger, like we have no idea what that was. That was insane. <laughs> so I was reading this thing after the game. It was, uh, I was reading. It was like a, I think it was Carl Anka and wrote an article about it. He was talking about just the game in general and talking about Germany's attitude and and he was and Rudiger had come had had this press conference like a couple days ago and he said like we have to be disgusting, we have to be harsh, we're not supposed to be nice. And I guess this is what he think means by that because like. He's jawing at him. They argue after the game. And he just literally, like, tries to bite him. Yeah. And he's wearing I mean, a mask. Yeah, he I looks saw like a cannibal. <laughs> it, was like, it was, like, right at the end of the first half. I, I see Pugba, like, arguing with the linesman. And I'm like, what's going on here? Because he got called for an offside or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's arguing. And then, like, all the commentators are like, well, it's clearly offside. And I'm looking at the screen. I'm like, yeah, it is clearly offside. And then, like, I'm scrolling on Twitter during during halftime, and I just see a screenshot of Rudiger's mouth going into the shoulder of the pug butt. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and it's just like, if you're going to bite someone, you got to go for it. That's weak. Yeah. That's weak. It was a Rudiger. nip. Let's be, it wasn't a bite. It was a nip. It was like a kiss more than anything, honestly. Yeah. But it's – I think – and that just shows kind of, like, Germany were out of the game, so they were resorting to – and, like, Pogba was just, like, laughing. He was just like, what is this? Like – he was so good in this game, Pogba. Yeah. He dominating Tony Cruz. His passing is insane. He's so like technical. That one play where Mbappe does like three step overs, beats beats the defender, and then hits it, and then it gets blocked and it goes right to Pogba, who does like four step overs right after. Yeah. It's just like it's like France can be so disciplined, so like it's like so like explosive, almost mechanical, but they also can be so expressive and create. It's just they can do everything. It's it's a scary team. I agree. I think that there's only one team that can stop them. You can't. You can't press them. It's like you can't. You can't hit them on the break because they never go up. Their defending is solid. They're full of heart. 
and it's to the north of them. It's I think Sweden can beat this France team. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, never mind, never mind. Don't 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 clip that when they get dominated if they ever play. But yeah, this France team, they're there's I they're so good. That's all I can say. Yeah. And yeah. Germany's looking bad and I think with Portugal winning, I think Germany's looking like they're getting third in this group. I agree. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but I mean, we have more games to talk about. Um, some upcoming ones. Um, I mean, we just might as well start tomorrow. The day you're listening to this, Turkey versus Wales. Um, who you got? Uh, let's, let's let's hit these quick. Let's just like let's yeah, just like, yeah. let's get this. All right, Turkey Wales. I think Turkey's winning two one. I'm gonna I go think... Wales two one. Really? Yeah, Wales I'm... were looking weak against Switzerland. They 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 definitely were. I'm not gonna lie. They were looking a little lackluster. Um. But I feel something. I'm feeling something. All right, two one. Okay. All right, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. And then how about Italy, Switzerland? Um, Italy. Yeah, I, I think Italy's two, but I think Switzerland is definitely gonna play better than Turkey did. I think because Breland Bola yeah. in that in that Wales game was mm. was a monster. He was just like he he would just pick up the ball and start running, and not a single Wales player would be able to stop him. So I think he's gonna. I think it's gonna be three one. He's gonna get a goal. Three one Italy or three yeah one three, one, three one Italy three one. <laughs> okay. I'm not I'm not going that crazy. I'm just saying it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be interesting. All right, Denmark Belgium. Uh, gotta back Belgium. Yeah, I, I think mean, Belgium's all love for Denmark. That's heritage and all that, but Belgium are too good at the moment. And I I think it's just and we're gonna talk about this later too, quickly. But I think it's Denmark. The emotional like impact of losing your star, losing and just like in such a traumatic way. Yeah. It's just, I don't understand how they could play. I don't understand how they made the game go on. Yeah. And it's just, I don't see how they could play the rest of this tournament. It's just heartbreaking. It's going to be tough, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. And how about the Netherlands-Austria game? I'm going to be back in the boys. Um, I think we'll win it, but I'm I'm not going to be surprised if we tie this one. So I'm feeling a 2-1 Netherlands over Austria, but I wouldn't be surprised if this ends one one or even nil nil. I'm not right. I'm not gonna lie. I'm going two two Austria or Netherlands, I guess Austria. I think Netherlands gonna jump out to an early lead. I think Austria's gonna take it and then Netherlands is gonna score late to equalize it. Austria were looking strong against North Macedonia. I think they can carry that momentum. And yeah, I think it's gonna be a draw. Yeah. And Sweden Slovakia, you already know what I'm gonna say. I, I think Sweden's gonna win three one. This actually no 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 two nil two nil two nil. Uh, I two think nil. Sweden keep the they keep sheet. the clean they keep the clean sheet. That's what they love more than anything. Lindelof was balling out. Danielson was balling out. Danielson plays in China. Okay, we got Morata who's worth 160 million in his career. We got Ferran Torres who was bought by Man City. We got Pedri who's worth 70 mil at 18, and Danielson's 32. And this he got his first he ever got he got his first Sweden cap. Went in his 30s. And he plays in China, and he's bald. So, like, I think that's just, like, they love clean sheets. They eat them up for dinner. I'm playing 2-0, Sweden. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go the opposite. I'm, I'm going to back uh, Slovakia. I think I think they get a smash and grab 1-0. All right. So they, they have Sweden's, six points. Sweden's going to be in tears. <laughs> that's that's going to be – so if Slovakia win this game, they'll have six points. They'll be in. They'll be top of the group with six points. Sweden will have one. Poland. I'm assuming, I'm. I'm gonna predict the Poland game too. I think Poland's losing to Spain two one. Yeah, Poland. They're definitely losing. I'm so like, Spain too. 
Slovakia in first with six points, confirming their birth into the round of 16. That's like an underdog story right there. It but, really is. I'm going Sweden. I can't I can't see any way. You're dead to me. And let's <laughs> move on. England, Scotland? Oof. I, honestly, I don't know. I'm getting like I'm getting like England versus Wales vibes back in uh, I think it was 2016 when Sturridge mm-hmm. scored that late winner. Like it's gonna be end to end, but I mean England did they dominated Croatia, so I I could also see them dominating Scotland. Um, but I mean it's it's I don't know how big this rivalry is, but just in the UK, mm-hmm. um, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a banger of a game. But oh, it's I think I think England are gonna win it. I think England are winning too. I think the Scotland team, they played well against Czech Republic. They had a good XG. They couldn't finish for their lives. But they, they had some good build play. Robertson was insane in that game. He played so yeah. well. And, like, they, they conceded a, a, an op, like a, a set piece and an insane shot. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't think they were bad. I think – actually, I'm going to say Scotland win. I think they go into Wembley. It's the massive rivalry. This is, like – I don't think Scotland care as much about getting out of the group as they do about hurting England. Yeah. So yeah. I think two I think three two late winner Ooh. from Che Adams. Mm. There you go. I don't know if that's actually gonna happen. That's what I want to happen, I guess. I'm predicting that from my heart. And then how about this last game? Portugal, Germany. France is gonna beat Hungary, so they're top of the group. Yeah. Who's with them? You know, I, I don't know. This one's this one's honestly a toss up. Um Portugal played great today. Germany did okay today. Um, um, I feel like, I mean, we got two goals from Ronaldo today. Um, honestly, we might get another vintage Ronaldo performance in this game. He shows up, just balls out. I, I, I think I'm back and going to have to back Portugal. Okay. I think, honestly, if I was Germany, I'd play for the draw. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Because, like, you know you're not – so I think Portugal is a better team, for sure. Mm-hmm. I think Portugal – if I'm looking at my Germany team, I'm thinking if we play for the draw and we get the draw and then we beat Hungary in the last game, we have four points and yeah. we get we get through in third place. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it's and then it's the knockouts and anything could happen. I feel like I, – I don't know if Ger- – I think Germany are too arrogant. They're too proud to do that. I, I think I'm just talking for my Sweden – I think I'm just I'm using my Sweden brain right now, but I I think I think it's gonna be one one Germany Portugal. Yeah, I could easily see a tie in this one. So there you go. I mean, honestly, I think our before the tournament predictions are looking pretty good right now. So I think this might as well just be fact and just skip all the games because you already know what happens. So yeah. don't even watch <laughs> them. Just listen to this and yeah, just listen to this. We know. And just be like, yeah, they're they're right. Let's just wait yeah. for next week so we can listen to hear about it. And that's that's the Euros are dominating. It's like honestly dominating my life. I wake up at nine in the morning. I watch a Euro game. I eat breakfast afterward. Watch a Euro game. Eat lunch. Watch another one. And then it's five o'clock. It's like I have a, yeah. it's a nine to five job. Yeah, and I, I'm doing it for the pod. This is my this is my this is my job right now. <laughs> and I mean but you know we're going to bring something back it's been a while but the transformers are alive and well and yeah we, we've already had some transfers this summer um, Konate to Liverpool big big center big young center back mm-hmm. 
Alaba to Real Madrid, another center back on the move. Don't know how like useful that one is. He's pretty old. Uh, but, you know, he's going to Real Madrid. He's happy. Mm-hmm. And, like, we also had Wijnaldum moving Wijnaldum to PSG. PSG. He absolutely curbed uh, Barcelona. And it's just – it's a lot of free transfers, a lot of older contracts. I don't, I don't blame Wijnaldum for leaving Liverpool, honestly. I feel like a lot of Liverpool fans are angry about this. But, like – He's thirty. This is his last big contract. I would, I would cash in if I were him, honestly. Just to get yeah, three I'll, years. I'll be honest. I don't know why Barcelona would want him after he single-handedly just uh, destroyed them. <laughs> it's just embarrassing. It sounds, seems a little bittersweet. You're signing a like a good midfielder that um, ruined your uh, Champions League hopes. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, it's, I mean, he was dominant. In the, he was amazing in the Netherlands game. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, got, they got a good player, and with Konate for Liverpool, it's only thirty-five mil. He's a young strap center back. He can play CDM too. He can play right back if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's fast. He's injury prone, but I mean, add that to the other center backs. I don't really feel yeah. that bad about it. it. It feels like it's not a change with Van Dyke. Wow, I'm excited yeah. about that. If they stay healthy. That Liverpool center center defensive pairing with Trent and Robbo on either side of them, yeah, that's gonna be nice. And I mean, the rivals too, Manchester United. They're looking at Jane Sancho again. I feel like we talked about him what five times last summer. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'd say yeah, United. I'd say he was consistently in our um, in our transfer rumors. We we just said the same thing like Man United. They've agreed personal terms. But they're not paying the money for him, and that's the exact wait. That's the exact same thing we're at right now. Yeah. Uh, Do you think he's going? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he's uh there with some United players. Um, Rashford, maybe Rashford's whispering in his ear. Um, who else is uh Maguire? Maguire's there. there. I mean, yeah, maybe Luke Shaw's there. I Luke mean, Shaw, the England lads are. Or saying something. Um, who knows? I mean, he's, I think he's, it's, well, it's he's already 21. So. He's 21, yeah. 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 It's, it's an amazing signing if Man United get him because he's so yeah. good. And he's like, he's a dribbler. He's a playmaker. He's a finisher. Yeah. He can really, he works with well with a striker too. Like you see him, him and Holland together, they're just like dominant. So yeah. he could work well with Cavani. And uh, I mean, that's exactly the position they need. They need that right forward. Yeah. So uh, it'd be a good signing, but God only knows if it's actually going to happen. Yeah, and it's probably I mean, going to be massive. But you yeah. know, we'll get it to you first. You'll hear it. First we'll we'll, we'll break it first. We'll break yeah. it first. And uh, Holland and Mbappe, those are the two. That's the two young kings. They're coming up. They're the next the next big things, and they're both rumored on the move. I think they might stay. I I think personally they're both going to stay another year, and then like yeah. next summer is going to be the summer. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, that's going to be the formative summer. We're going to look back in that in, like, 20 years and be like, that's what changed football. Yeah, I completely and, agree. Um, I think that, I think they'll still – they're just chill where they're at. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, like, they're throwing around some big numbers, so, you know, anything's possible. Mm-hmm. And, and do you see what the PSG president said about Mbappe? Like, a week ago, maybe? He said he's like – he said Mbappe is happy in Paris – Mbappe yeah. will never leave on a free. Yeah. He will never be bought. He will sign a new contract. <laughs> yeah, he will stay at PSG for the rest of his career. It's like a hostage. I'm like, free, free, my man. Come to Liverpool, Mbappe. <laughs> Come to Liverpool. 
That's all I'm gonna say. He's so fast. It's insane. Yeah, he's but, yeah, he's he's good, and uh, I no matter where they go, it's gonna be fun to see him play. I agree. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about bringing things back. What's your goal of the week, Grady Hubbard? You know this one. This one pains me, and I saw it live. <laughs> um, it's gonna have to be the Yarmolenko goal against the Netherlands. Left footed, okay. just whipped it into the top ends. I, I, I saw him like I saw the dude on the right man just cut in and then it fell to Yarmolenko and nobody stepped to him and I saw him pull the trigger and I was like, please go over, please go wide. <laughs> I was just like praying as quickly as possible and mm-hmm. um the Dutch goalkeeper had no chance. It was um it a was beauty. Amazing. Yeah. It was a beauty. Lovely goal. That's like that's the Yarmolenko kind of goal right there. He's just like that's the only kind of goal he scores. Yeah, and it's uh, that's not my goal of the week. Mine is Patrick Schicks against Scotland. Yeah, yeah. Oh my I mean, goodness! I mean, keepers out. <laughs> it's just, just like got caught lacking. First touch and on a counter. There's nothing really on. If it, they're one nil up against a team that's like dominating them and they attack right now, like I think Scotland had sixty percent possession at that point. So like you, you're a striker. And the first thing you think is like, I got, let's just run this up there, hold on to the ball, maybe start building up. Like, we got to like hold on to this ball so we can get I think off it, it came off a corner. Yeah. Corner, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, um, like, it's it's just, it's so bold. It's so, it's honestly like idiotic if it doesn't work out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because then Scotland pick it up and they just attack again. But it's, wow. It's perfect. It's a beautiful he just, goal. He just banged it. He didn't even take a touch. He just looked at the ball, looked at where the goalkeeper was at, and uh, just launched it. Mm-hmm. Just it's just embarrassing for the goalie, and I I, I love to see it. It's beautiful goal. Yeah, it's it's a it's it's a Euro goal, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like it's gonna go down mm-hmm. in history. That's uh, the one we I think we'll remember that tournament with that goal. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, there there you go. Gold goal of the week. It would have been Isaac, but you know, missed. Missed. So, <laughs> so I want to I want to shout out the listeners. <laughs> Shout out to you guys. Um, got 11 listens on our first uh, podcast back. <laughs> um, we'll see how many we got on this one. Thanks for sticking with us, honestly. Like we just we're vibing in it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just this is just vibes. Talk about Sweden, and then just get out. You know, it's just, it's all about it's all just about the vibes. I agree. Um, huge shout out to Christian Eriksson. Uh, man's in stable condition. Um, just sending all the good wishes, good prayers to him, him and his mm-hmm. family. It's just like it's it's crazy watching it live, and like I'm glad we didn't do a podcast until now where we could really like stew on it and think about it and like see that he was okay. Because a lot of these people were just like reacting and like and at the heat of the moment, like it's this, it's that, like what's going on, like making like practical obit- obituaries at the time, and I'm just like. We don't know anything. We're not doctors. It's yeah. just let's just like let's just be respectful. Don't like and just yeah, like shout, shout out to the medical him... staff. Yeah, on both teams, on the Danish team and the fin- the Finnish team. Uh, the Finland team, not the Finnish team. Okay, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> shout out to the people at the hospital and the ambulance driver. Like mm-hmm. he did just, your job and he saved a life. Thank God, yeah. And it, yeah. just now he's on the road to recovery, and we wish the best for him and his family and the Denmark team, too. Yeah, 
And I think I think that's it, right? That's pretty much it for this week. Um, next week we'll have a recap of match day two. Um, another goal of the week. Hopefully we score some more bangers um, mm-hmm. coming up. <clears throat> Hopefully maybe we get some more concrete transfer stuff. But I mean, mostly it's it's going to be the Euros. Um, we'll see you next week. Oh, see you next week. <laughs>